Ian, that is not how you're nice to people. I don't know, man. That's not how I heard you get ahead in life. You gotta be loud. You gotta be rude. So the world can hear you. You gotta be crass. You gotta be cold. It's everything we know. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Jackson, we're going to switch it up tonight. You ready for this? Dude, I'm so ready. Please. So we're just going to say things that we normally say at the end of the show, which (laughs) is right off the bat, you guys love us. We love the show. You love the show. Yeah, I hope so. so. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing listening? Yeah. But I can say you're either listening on Google Play Music iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, some other podcast listening app that we don't even know of, whatever it is, thank you very much for listening. And you know, it's kind of tacky for us to go to iTunes and rate ourselves five stars. So why don't you do it for us? That That's a plan right there, Ian. I like that. Thank you. That was my whole spiel right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is the worst part of the show because we're not good at plugging ourselves and plugging the show. Oh, God, no. So we just let everyone have the information. Know that in the description of this episode, you can support Ian Hates Music. You can follow all the links to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all that shit. You know what it is. You know what it's all about. Just help us along. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment in iTunes. It does help us out. So you know what, Jackson? Fuck all that shit. It's time to get to some news. Dude, let's do it. All right, man. So I'm going to start off by saying I'm not sure this is really official news. I read into it and I don't know either. (laughs) Yeah, everyone freaked out last week, but it actually didn't go out to everywhere like I thought it was. Like when from first to last reunited with Skrillex, you know, with Sonny. We shouldn't even say Skrillex, but for people. When you said that, it was like, it made me cringe. Yeah, it still feels (laughs) weird. But since, you know, some people might be new listening to the show, they only know Skrillex. So Sonny Moore, a.k.a. Skrillex, when from first to last and Sonny reunited at Emo Night LA, everyone freaked the fuck out. And that made a lot of sense, right? Of course. And then there were questions like, hey, are we getting a new album? Is this Mac Good being a genius again? Now, apparently, they changed the picture from first to last to this new picture with Sonny in it. And then they also changed their Facebook page to having Sonny as part of the band. But since when does that make anything, quote unquote, official? Uh, wait, I'd wait for a statement. Exactly. But we have said many, many times on the show how genius Matt Good is. So just to put that little tidbit out there to get everyone talking again without making an official statement, without saying a new track is coming, a new EP, a new album, none of that. He just slyly changes the picture, puts it on Facebook, and that's it. No, welcome everyone. Sonny Moore is back. This is amazing. This is the greatest thing ever. It's just, there you go. Yeah, he's really good at luring everybody out to want to talk about the band. I mean, he literally hasn't done anything huge. And yet still, everyone is like, oh my God, from first to last, Sonny's back. Even though they haven't said anything, you know, people are obviously freaking out about it. This is just his way of subtly 
getting into everybody's thoughts and minds to let you know, like, hey, guys, from first to last, you know, they're scheming. Still around, baby. Still around. Still around. <laughs> but look, we play into it, obviously, because we're talking about it. And of course, exactly. why Why wouldn't we? You know? We like the band. <laughs> Love the band. It's more like exactly. it, at least for me, anyways. We shall see. I think that's what we say almost every week when we cover from first to last <laughs> story. Is We'll see. We'll we shall see. see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, anyways, we might as well talk about that because I'm sure everyone would be questioning why we would have skipped that story. Yeah, for sure. And plus, again, we love from first to last, so there's no way we're not going to talk about it. Even if it said Sonny Moore tying his shoes in front of Matt Good, we'd be like, oh my God, they're back together. Holy shit, this is real. That'd be amazing, actually. I would love a story. <laughs> I'm sure Alt Press would run with that shit. I should check the new. <laughs> I should check the new issue right now. And see if it's in there. Because they got fucking Machine Gun Kelly on the cover. Oh, so you know God. they've got a lot of quality in there, right? Yeah. And then they keep pushing it to just like buy our MGK all press issue. And it's like, why? Like, wh- why would anyone care? Ah, whatever. I that's, don't get it. That's media. That is media for you. At least we're not that. At least we're trying to tell honest, true stories that actually mean something, possibly. The truth. Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fact check this stuff. Yeah allegedly this is all true all right jackson take us to the next story so ice nine kills are letting their fans pick out the next new song and i'm assuming every chapter in the book or every trick in the every, book album every chapter deluxe book. edition kind of deal uh, yeah. and they're going to be releasing a new song and they're letting people pick between psycho and the shining what the song is going to be over so let's just say for one thing really quick before everyone freaks out if you know anything about the scene, you know that this already happened. They gave everyone 24 hours to vote. Yeah. So we put the story down as something we're going to talk about the day it happened. And if people remember last episode, we mentioned that Ice Nine Kills had a big announcement that they were going to announce. Obviously, we even said we record earlier than that actual announcement. This is that announcement. So for 24 yep. hours, which I thought was cool, actually, that... They put a time limit on it and didn't space it out for a couple weeks. They just said, what extra track do you want us to record, Psycho or The Shining? And then they just put it out there, and that was it. And you voted for... Come on, man. What did I vote for? Shining. Fuck yeah. Look, you don't vote against Stephen King. Sorry. I voted for Shining, too, of course. Yeah. Psycho's fine. I have tattoos dedicated to Stephen King work. There's no way I'm not voting for The Shining. Do you really? Oh, absolutely. What yes. is it? Oh, dude, it's hard to explain. Maybe <laughs> someday Stephen King. <laughs> maybe someday I'll post like pictures on social media and stuff, but that's just not my thing normally. Gotcha. But the tattoos are for me, but they are literary works and a couple of them are actually Stephen King. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. I wish they would do both. That that would be even cooler. That's what I was going to question a little bit because they're showing images of them working on the track. So why didn't they just make both and then release a deluxe album and just do it that way? Why even get fan input? Like they love horror movies. So why wouldn't they just do Psycho as well? Yeah, that, that I think that would be the best route. And it would make if they are doing a deluxe edition, you know, that would definitely make it more worth buying. You know, it's not just one extra song. You're getting two brand new songs that are relative to the album, which would be amazing. I would actually also wonder if they're going to put that version of Testimony, if they mm-hmm. put that out with Ash Costello that they took down right away when they put yeah. that out originally. I wonder if maybe they got a better version of that because 
I know they were not supposed to release that and they did by mistake and then they tore it down from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool if they were able to update that as well. But it is still kind of weird. There's a bunch of things that I kind of have an issue with with this, even though I am a huge Ice Nine Kills fan. One is, like we just mentioned, why didn't they just do both tracks? Yeah. The second one is, if we're doing a deluxe album, then technically that is two albums now that they put out in between not putting out real new music. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I didn't look at it like that, but it's true. It's like they're doing everything to release new stuff without actually putting in the work of a full length or even an EP. I mean, something new. Something. But what I will say, though, too, is every trick in the book came out at the end of 2015. So it's not like it was the beginning of 2015 and now we've gone through two years. It's still only a little over a year since their last masterpiece album, by the way. You know, that's how I feel about that album. But because they're so damn good and because they're so great live and all that kind of stuff, you just crave more new music. And one track is just not going to satiate everyone's hunger for that. Yeah, I mean, of course, it feels much longer than just a year, but it's not going to satisfy everyone with a rework of an old album, which isn't even that old, plus one new single. I mean, it's just not enough if you're going towards the route of putting out new stuff for fans you know what i mean right but i mean hey i'm sure the song will be amazing i just really wish they would just do both and maybe they do maybe this is like something they're not saying and they actually do both but maybe the one that got the most votes gets a music video who knows that's a possibility which which would be cool but i mean again we'll just have to find out they are very good at music videos yeah so that is a possibility and by the way just to mention to everyone we can't even announce <laughs> that dog is so excited about the new Ice Nine Kills music. <laughs> that is a teacup chihuahua you were hearing, and I'm not kidding you. So just picture the tiniest dog you can imagine. It's always the small ones. It always is. And by the way, everyone, look, we do part of this show from a studio, and the rest is in oh, a gosh. Skype call. So just so you know, this is real life. You got to deal with extra sounds every once in a while. That dog is fully in favor of Stephen <laughs> King. And The Shining. But what I was going to say is we actually don't know what track won. They haven't announced that. I bet The Shining wins it. I hope so too. But look, Psycho's iconic and they just had the Bates Motel TV show and all that kind of stuff. So, Which I love, by the way. Yeah, see, it's fresh in people's minds. It's on Netflix, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that one might have won. You never know. Oh, man, they would both just be so good. And I really, really love Bates Motel. I mean especially with the new season coming along. So you're right, it is going to be fresh on people's mind, but I don't know what it is. As soon as I saw the voting come up, I was like, you know Shining's going to win this. I hope that any time they put out a movie based on like a horror book series or something, that Iceland Kills just makes a song about it. Yep. I, that's why I'm waiting for The Dark Tower by Stephen King this summer. I just want them, or when It is remade and that Ooh, comes out, yeah. they just go ahead. Like That was a little surprising. I was very shocked that they didn't have It. Or Scream or something. Like, I know Scream isn't a novel, but they could have done it, at least, for every trick in the book. Hell, maybe, maybe like, the next album, instead of it being, like, novels, it'll be, like, hit, classic, scary horror movies. Complete possibility. Yeah, me too. I would enjoy it. So That'd anyways, be sick. All right, enough about Ice Nine Kills. We talk way too much about them. Every single time. We should just call this Ian Hates Ice Nine Kills. <laughs> For real. We love there. Ice Nine Kills. Even even every time that we say bad stuff about them, still in the back of our minds, we just love them. 
It's very true. All right. So let's move on to, I guess, another thing I've had an issue with. So Emo Night LA is doing this huge tour across the United States, I guess. Now, they're not coming to Boston. They're not. I think the first one's in Dallas. I think you missed that one, actually. Yeah, I did. And I I say miss in quotation marks because I don't know what Emo LA, Emo Night LA is like compared to Emo Night Brooklyn. And I doubt from first to last is touring around with them. So, (laughs) you know, I don't really know how it will go. But they started their tour. They're not coming up to Boston, but apparently they're doing a large thing in New York City. So maybe Ty will go and he'll be able to tell us about that or write about it in his blog. Also, on the same vein, Emo Night Brooklyn, which I ripped apart, what was it, two shows ago? Yeah. (laughs) They're going on tour with Newfound Glory. And I can already see issues with Boston. So they're doing these after parties. So after Newfound Glory does their set at whatever city they're in, in select cities, Emo Night Brooklyn's going to be there. And they're going to go to a different venue. And then people from Newfound Glory are going to show up and do guest DJ sets. If you really want to hear what happened with that show and how terrible it was, you can go listen to that past episode. Because they don't deserve you going to it. Nothing nice he said about it. Yeah. I wanted to say nice things, but they treated you know everyone like shit. So, side story. So I see the same kind of thing happening where they're saying, okay, well, tickets are on sale for this. But if you have a ticket from the venue for the show, then just show up at the next venue and you can buy tickets at the door. So they're saying that the same way they said it before, but if they pretend like they're sold out again then a lot of people are going to be really pissed off coming from the Newfound Glory show because it's not in the same venue. You have to travel. That's not really far away, but it's like half a mile to a mile away. And if people start showing up after the show expecting their $10 tickets, they're most likely not going to get in. It's just a recipe for disaster. Exactly. So look, if you want to go to Emo Night Brooklyn, you should probably order your tickets now and not worry about the discount because you probably won't get in because they'll tell you lies like it's sold out <laughs> when it's not. Lies, all lies. And also, once again, it is them playing whatever whatever they call emo music for you. Yeah. And you just went to a Newfound Glory concert, so why does it really matter to go hear someone else play their playlist for you and dance around on stage like they made the music? Because <laughs> that's what it is. That was a good synopsis of what Emo Night Brooklyn is. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm saying nothing bad about Emo Night LA because I don't know what they do on that one. We'll have to find out. I won't be able to find out because I already missed it. But from the horror stories I've heard of Brooklyn, I'm assuming the LA <laughs> one isn't too far off. I don't want to do that because from first to last did show up for that awesome show. So you just never know. True. We will have more on that as time goes by because I am going to two Newfound Glory shows this month. You lucky ass. Skill, man. Skill. Skill? <laughs> I bought tickets. Man, what skill? I know. It was amazing skill. I had to be like on my phone, ready to go at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, it. for sure. Because you know it sold out immediately. Oh, yeah. That's why they added two more dates to it. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Shit. There are actually three dates, but the one that they added also had one of the albums I'm already going to see. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't need to see it again. <laughs> Too much stuff to do, man. These shows take up all of my life. Aw. I know. Everyone feels sorry for me. Listen to this. He cares. We all care. I do. All right, man. What do we got next? So Slipknot, 
are working on new music now, or they're writing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jackson. Sorry. Before I forget. Uh, oh okay. shit, son. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. He comes through in the clutch, baby. It landed. <laughs> My favorite Slipknot song, by the way. And you ruined it. <laughs> Coming up soon, people. No. Coming up soon. Oh, oh yeah. Man. All they said in this article was that they were in the process of writing, but they aren't all in the studio writing all the songs or anything and they didn't mention that a whole album was going to be made or anything like that they just said that they felt like writing so they're just going to write some stuff yeah it's not like an official like yo guys you know we're working on the new album or you know this kind of theme or nothing like that it's just yeah so Corey's doing a stone sour stuff and uh the other guys and us are just like oh well we're gonna be writing while that's going on and then we'll just be working on a new album, no timeline or anything like that, but we're writing. Yeah, I mean, it's good to know. Like, I'm glad that there will hopefully be another Slipknot album. But yeah, Stone Sour is going out on tour. So Corey's going to be there the whole time. Yeah, and I doubt he's got a lot of time for writing. But at least the other guys are working on it. They got a lot of members that can do a lot of work done. What? Yeah, they have a couple members in there. Even with how big they are, they're ridiculously poor because they have to split all the money so many ways. Poor Slipknot. People say that all the time. (laughs) Poor Slipknot. Poor, poor Slipknot. So back to some issues at concerts. It turns out that at a With Confidence show in the UK, apparently someone got sucker punched in the mosh pit, and that really pissed them off. And they had some strong words to say to everyone at the show that (laughs) you shouldn't sucker punch people, and we should take care of each other, and people shouldn't be dicks, basically. Yeah, believe it or not, it's not cool to sucker punch people. Now, what I'm curious as to know is, like, if if it actually was, you know, someone came up to somebody and sucker punched them, or was this one of those, like, accidental get punched in the face while in the pit kind of deals, you know what I mean? Right, like, just swinging your arms like a fucking idiot, and then someone happens to be there because why would you deserve all the space that you're taking up? And then, bam, right in the nose. Yeah, there's a professional windmill guy in the middle of the pit just swinging his arms around like a lunatic, and he probably punched somebody, but, I mean, that's what happens at these shows, I guess. I mean, it doesn't make it right, but you'd think common sense would tell people, like, oh, shit, there's actually people around me that don't want to be in this pit right now or don't want to get hit, so maybe I should steer clear a bit. Very true. And then they said they would get security out there to get whoever it is. And that's when, I guess you do want security, but then you cross that line like with Attila of when is it too much? You know what I mean? Do you want a police state in your venue? Like, do you always want security roaming around making sure that nothing happens? Because then you could have that kind of Attila issue or something similar where security guards are too rough. And then you're like, hey, get out of here. We don't need your security. But then you've got the douchebag people that do need to be taken out by security. It's just too bad that we can't police ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Just use common sense. Because even then when you get security guards, some of them don't even allow, you know, moshing at all or, you know, crowd surfing. Let's say there's no barrier. They're not going to allow stage diving and stuff like that. So, like, you don't want security guards to be there. Just know how to control yourself yeah why can't we take out crowd killers you know what i mean like if you saw what happened to that girl that terrible incident at the code orange show Mm. why wasn't there anyone there like 
hopefully people went to her aid, obviously. But how come there wasn't someone that pointed the guy out and then there were just a bunch of the stupid jock guys that are at those shows inevitably? You know what I mean? Like, how can they not go up to the guy and break his fucking leg? Hey, you'll never do that again. Throw him out. Grab him by the neck and just throw him out the back door. Yeah, well, give him a little beat down first and then toss him. <laughs> Look, you got to learn your lessons. You know what I mean? You have to know that crowd killing is not going to work. No, I agree. I, I mean, I can't believe how many times we have to talk about it on the show. And I guarantee you this won't even be the last time. No. This is something that just keeps on happening. This is something like the robberies of the different musicians' vans and equipment and all that kind of stuff. We're getting the same stories over and over again on both of these ends. Hopefully it goes away, but man, it's 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 just looking bad. Moving on. Moving on up. By the way, the band uh, 68 reveals that they're releasing a new album, and they're now on a new label, and they released a teaser. They're on fire. <laughs> they're on fire. Releasing all sorts of goodies, except not a new song, actually. Yeah, the new album's going to be called Two Parts Viper, and I guess it's coming within a few months or so, mm-hmm. and they moved to a new label called Cooking Vinyl. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Is it their label? <laughs> 68 makes new label. Yeah, I'm sure I, what I, I honestly... Who knows? Cooking vinyl. Good. I mean, I like learning about new labels, so that's fine. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what, what they do with all this. I've never heard of cooking vinyl. Cooking vinyl, right? That's what it's called? Yeah, cooking vinyl. And hmm. I'm looking at the tour list right now, and there must be a problem that needs to be edited because there's a date in May in lexington mass but it's at the middle east and the middle east is in cambridge so it's either they got the venue wrong or they got the town wrong but if it's cambridge mass i'm going to that show if it's lexington i don't know how to fuck to get to lexington so it's not gonna happen (laughs) but so you're a 68 fan yeah i'll go see 68 cool they do put on a really good show i don't know what it is like whenever i listen to their music just me like you know in my headphones I, i can't really get into it but I love seeing them live. They always put on a hell of a show. I've heard good things. I've never had a chance to see them live. So, Oh, really good show. And we'll see what the new album's like. Obviously, we'll be talking about it here if there's a single or whatnot as well. For sure. <laughs> so next up, here's a, here's a fun story. It makes me laugh already. <laughs> Phil Labonte, right? That guy. Phil Labonte of All That Remains basically has a quote saying, Metal has become bullshit, milky, pandering crap. And he's saying that he is fucking punk rock. Not that he is literally fucking punk rock. He's just fucking <laughs> Thank you punk for clarification, rock. Yeah. Ian. I wanted to make sure, you know, we have the medium of voice. So we right. have to let people know <laughs> <laughs> what people are actually saying. This guy is full of himself, man. I don't know who he thinks he is to call, you know, the metal scene becoming crap when he is, if anything, if this is a true story. You know, if, if this is true, what's going on, he is definitely highly contributing to Meadow becoming pandering crap or milky, whatever fucking weird ass words he used. Yeah, he just says he makes music that makes himself happy and he's never followed the rules before. I mean, all that remains has been in the scene for a long time. Like I said, Overcome is a great album and they've had some hits for sure, but they are a band that has lost its way. So if he's sure. thinking somehow he's fucking punk rock if anything he's fucking jock rock and it's something i've said many many times i mean come on he took over for five finger death punch when their singer was out so and then all these tracks yeah all these tracks sound like he's trying to rip off five finger death punch so how is that punk rock i don't know where he thinks of all this crap but 
is definitely full of himself. I, I really just don't get it. And I want to know what bands he's listening to when he says that that's what's going on in the metal scene when literally he's doing what he's saying. Yeah. You know what it is, Jackson? <laughs> Was that Five Finger Death Punch? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I had to. I can't believe you did that. When I heard, I was like, oh, okay. Because we're going to use it for other things as well at some point. I like it. I can dig it. Madness. <laughs> Madness. It's amazing. What vocal range you in. Thanks, Shit. buddy. I know. I had like the tremolo and everything. Mm, it was really sure. good. It was really good. Feel the emotion raw. That's what this whole fucking show's about. I'm fucking punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the milky part. And also, that was really weird. I hope someone isolates what you said. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and make a soundboard thing for you. Asshole. <laughs> the Milky was referring to what Phil Labonte said. Damn it. It doesn't matter. It was you hilarious. You can't take it out of context. How dare you? You of all people should know this. It was so funny. Thank you. It was, it was glorious. Glorious. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh fuck all right moving on so nirvana's Nevermind has gone 350 straight weeks on the billboard top 200 album chart ian 350 weeks holy shit look i love nirvana for sure i mean they're the band that got me into rock music so i think that's great in a way you know i forget who's getting the money so, you know, I don't really know about that. But what I actually thought was even more interesting, so they are the second longest running on the Billboard chart or whatever. The first longest run is actually still Pink Floyd with Dark Side of the Moon, and that's been 927 weeks. Oh, my God. So I don't think that's getting broken anytime soon. Uh, no, <laughs> it's mentally and physically impossible for that to happen anytime soon. Yeah. I mean... What is that like? Is that like a 15 year difference? So it's actually, you weren't too bad. It's almost 18 years. My math teacher can see me now. Oh man, I, I didn't get along too highly with my teachers. Not the English teacher either, right? No, actually, the English teacher was my best subject. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, oh, for real. Gee, holy fuck. History Have you listened and to the English show? Were always my best. Have you listened to the show? <laughs> hey, man. Sorry. You don't have to be rude about it. I have to be mean every once in a while, remember? <laughs> It's like, it's a given. Yeah, it keeps things fresh. All right, man. Let's close out news with a relatively sad story. The band Him have announced their breakup and final tour. So right now they're going to be overseas doing their tour, but there are American dates to be announced soon. Ty would like to say RIP to Love Metal. And I <laughs> thought the big things to note are that, one, this is eight studio albums that they have gone through in their 26 years together. Golly, that's that's not too much for 26 years. <laughs> well, just being around for that long gives you the credit and credibility. So For sure. At least for me, I never really followed them extensively. Like I enjoyed what I heard when I heard it, but I never mm -hmm. went out of my way to get a hymn album. And I don't know why. It just never necessarily completely connected to me. I gotcha. And that's probably the same here, too. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of him, but whenever I would hear a song, it wasn't like, oh, my God, turn that off. I would I would enjoy it, but, I mean, it was nothing, like, 
heart wrenching when I heard that they were breaking up because I have I've I probably haven't heard a hymn song in like over two years naturally. But I do know a lot of people that are pretty broken up about it. They have tattoos of them, all that kind Ooh. of stuff. So it does suck, but hopefully they come and do an extensive tour of the U.S. so that people who are fans can go check them out. I also wonder who they're touring with when they do that because it still might be a show I go to. Yeah, no, depending on the supporting acts, this might be a, an amazing tour. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool just to say that you had the ability to see them live. Yep, wish them a good farewell. That brings us to the end of news, and we're going to switch it the fuck up right now. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that was aggressive. It was. I'm getting all, err, err. So this is aggressive. And we're going to go to our favorite part of the show. It's time for album reviews. Let's get to reviews. Man, that vocals. That so vocals. Good, Ian. That every th- time. That English teacher thing again coming. If I start talking normal, Ian, it's not gonna <laughs> be me. I would love if just all of a sudden you started talking in a British accent. Like this whole time <laughs> you were just doing this southern draw thing to like just lure people in. And really you're just this proper <laughs> English gentleman who knows all grammar and spelling. Just, get just catch him off guard. Hey, my English isn't the best, but I will tell you that my heart is into everything I say. Aw. Yeah. There you go. Does does that give me a pass? No. Fuck. (laughs) Thank you, Ian. All right. So, look, I think we're going to leave the one everyone is waiting for second to the end. Second to the end. Because I want to close it out with a good thing. I don't want to (laughs) leave on a bad note. That's a good way to look at it. I like that. That's the way I want to do it. So... (laughs) We're saving the one everyone knows we're going to talk about. So, Jackson, how about... Now, by the way, for everyone who listened last episode and they heard like our 14 albums that we (laughs) listed, we're not doing all those. It's just too much. So, we've got six albums and we pushed the rest of the albums to a later date. But what I do want to mention, because we're not doing this one this week, but She Must Burn had their brand new album... Grimoire, I think is how you say, or gri- no, Grimoire. 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 I want Grimoire. I'm a fucking idiot. Grimoire. <laughs> God, you're so hard on yourself. Dave. Well, look, I'm a fucking idiot. The audience expects. I. The audience expects something out of this show. I try and give it to them. Yes, sir. And they are on Artery Recordings. This album was fucking great, and you need to go listen to it and pick it up. But we just don't have time to review it fully this week but i just want to make a note of that you should be listening to this album yeah it's really hard to dive deep into an album and give it a lot of listens when you have just so many lined up so i mean if we didn't do it like this they wouldn't be the best reviews if we had to just knock them out you know exactly so why don't we start with senses fail okay so we've got senses fail their brand new ep is called in your absence and this is out on pure noise records Look, I thought this was fucking great. I'm glad you did, because so did I. Yeah, no, every single song on this EP I I fell in love with. And there's this thing that Buddy does where you feel the emotion that he lays out in every single song. Like, everything comes 
from something. This isn't just stuff that he's just pumping out to make new music. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's what I love about this. When you feel this, or when you hear this, I, I mean, you really do feel something genuine. And that's a really good feeling when you're listening to something that you're really trying to connect to. And that is something you do with the In Your Absence EP. Yeah, this is a really heartbreaking EP. Yeah. And we had mentioned it before. And just like Jackson mentioned just a second ago, it has bass behind it. It has a foundation because most of these tracks, if not all, seem to be about his wife who is dealing with MS, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this on the show before. We have played parts of singles from this EP, but I was pretty blown away by the lyrical content of the emotion. This EP is really an ode to anyone who thinks that Buddy doesn't have quote-unquote it anymore because he definitely does. I mean, his vocals haven't faded. He's still got it. He still knows what to do. I know that I talked about when I saw him live that he was awesome and fun to see live, so I would recommend. I would assume that he plays something from this EP on that tour, but they're doing the entire Still Searching in its entirety on that tour, so maybe he comes out at the end and does a track from this or something like that, but they are not touring with this EP as their backing. They're touring because it's the 10-year anniversary of Still Searching. Right. But man, this EP is fucking great. It's that kind of acoustic sound that has an atmosphere with it, so it's not Mm -hmm. like he went into a room unplugged and it's just him and a guitar. It's a whole band it's everything yeah he every single song has a different vibe to it that really makes you embrace like what kind of song this is and then like ian said earlier the lyrics to every single song is awesome he really does know how to paint a picture for you it's, it's like he's writing books and songs like yes. he's really good at this stuff i mean every senses fail whether you like their harder stuff or their softer stuff you have to love this if you're just a lover of music period true and you hear the old senses fail in him as well, because I was listening to Let It Unfold You earlier, because if I hear senses fail, I'm just like, let me go back and take a peek at that again, too. And you yeah, hear it there. The time machine. There's no screaming or anything. There's no unclean vocals in these, but you can still tell it's Buddy. Like, he yeah. hasn't disappeared from what he was before. Yeah, I completely agree. So now, I have a favorite I'd like to play, Jackson. So let's play a game. Let's see if you match mine. What is your favorite track on this EP? Mine is Jets to Peru. Damn. All right. We already played that, so I want to play my favorite, which is Lost and Found. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, here's some of Lost and Found. Skin is blistered from the heat I can beg and I 
you wanted to play the whole damn thing. I did. I did. I would have been okay with it. That is a fucking jam. I'm actually happy with a lot of these albums. I really enjoyed them this week. Ooh. Oh, no. All right, well. But I will tell you that I loved some of them. Like, there wasn't, like, okay. a bunch that I liked. I loved some of them. Well, I. being one of them. Yeah, I really loved this EP. So, Jackson, is there anything else you want to say before we move on? Everybody, please give this EP a chance. Whether you've listened to Census Fail before in the past, you've heard horror stories about them and you don't <laughs> want to hear them anymore. I don't know. Whatever it is, give this EP a chance because you will fall in love with it. This is talent. There's no political message that I can tell in this EP. Yeah. <laughs> so you're all safe there too. It's just about heartbreak. It's about yeah. terrible things in life and getting through them or not getting through them, but in a really beautiful way. So yeah. that's what I would say for this. So this is Senses Fail, In Your Absence EP, and it's on Pure Noise Records. Uh, Villain of the Story released their album, Wrapped in Vines, Covered in Thorns. And this is off Stay Sick Recordings. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. going to start off by saying that this is one of the albums I said that I loved. Oh, no. no if no, anyone no. can see Ian's face right now, you'd understand why I said that. No, no, no. It's nothing bad like that. So let's do the background of this first, right? So this is a metalcore band. Mm-hmm. One thing I also want to note because not only have I had him on the show, but I also respect pretty much everything he does. This was a Johnny Frank Productions piece. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Villain of the Story recorded their album with Johnny Frank, which is awesome. By the way, here's your shameless plug. Uh-oh. Go listen to the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Johnny Frank and listen to all the behind-the-scenes stuff and joke around. So the only reason why I say that this isn't necessarily a love, because I really, really like this. The only reason why it's not a love for me is that they really didn't break any new ground on this metalcore album. And we talk about how many metalcore bands there are and how you need to do something to stand out. And I don't think on this album there's necessarily that standout that I was looking for. I could agree with you. I just felt like, well, some songs, yeah, I could agree with you on that, but I don't know what it is. I just really, really like the screaming vocals. Oh, sure. Um, The clean vocals are nothing out of the ordinary, like you were saying, but his, I really like how you sense like the rawness whenever they scream and then like you hear like the voice crack a little and it goes to like their normal voice Sure. and then it like elevates back up. Like I love it when I hear that. And every time that they scream, they don't just scream to throw it in there. It's not like a scream when they're just talking and, you know, like saying the lyrics or anything. It's like powerful, like in your face yells. And I love that about it. Yeah, I will say for sure that the standout of this album are both vocalists. The unclean vocalist has these great mid-range screams as well as lows as well. He's doing the growls on the same vein. But then also what I liked about the clean vocalist is it's not processed and it doesn't seem forced. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when you've got that clean vocalist, you do hear that they're trying to go too high and that really isn't their range. This is Mm -hmm. very unforced to me. So I would definitely say the standout of this album are both vocalists for sure. And I do really like it. It just didn't cross over to that love for me because how do you now... I don't know, Jackson, maybe this isn't a problem for you, but we had New Obsession by Vesta Collide, and that is my new benchmark. So if a metalcore album comes around and it doesn't hit Vesta Collide off its perch, 
then it's a good album, but you've got a lot to live up to now. That's the way I look at it. That's a really good benchmark. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so look, I, I can't deny you there. Yeah, that bar is set very, very high now, but go blame them. It's yeah. not my fault. And they're actually label mates too. They're both on Stay Sick recording. Right. But I will say, really, I do very much enjoy this album. I really, really enjoy listening through it. I think everyone should give this a listen. What it makes me excited for is new music in that second full length album that they do. You know, this is their first full length album. Let's see what happens in the second one. They're doing what they want to do. Let's see if they hone that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And Chris sent me an email telling me to listen to this, one of our really good listeners. Mm -hmm. And this was after he uh, wasn't too happy about me saying last episode <laughs> that I hate Randy Orton. Yes, he so was he very made sure pissed. he let me know about it. He let me know about it too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And even though we had this on the list to listen to, thank you, Chris, for still you know showing me this album i really do appreciate it that was really cool and i do have another question from him actually so cool. he asked me do i hear any asking alexandria in this album my answer is a flat out no i don't hear any asking alexandria in this whatsoever i do in the unclean vocals a bit Hmm. Just in the uncleans, nothing else. Nothing Absolutely else. Yeah, no because, vibe or anything. Yeah, Just no vibe, no lyric wise, no, no. Uh, instrument wise, no nothing. Because also they have dual vocalists too, so that's different from what Asking Alexandria did as well. So right. I got to think about that. I I don't remember the uncleans being that way, but maybe with the sample of the song we play, maybe I'll hear a little bit more. But I listened to this album like four times front to back, so I don't know. I didn't hear it. Well, maybe now. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, if four times, I mean, that's a pretty good amount. <laughs> yeah, man. I really did like the album a lot. I'm just being honest about I don't think that they really stood out in this as much as they probably could have. I gotcha. That's kind of the way I look at it. And also, they had an interlude track. And you know how I feel about interlude tracks. <laughs> but at least they labeled it. <laughs> they labeled yeah. it interlude so that people can skip it if they want to. Hey, and it's an okay one, too. It's not like a... 34 second slot that they just had to take up it's a lengthy one i prefer the interlude track on a album we're going to talk about probably next okay all right well jackson since i got to pick my song for census fail what song would you like people to hear now powerless that was my favorite off the album So you picked the one song without any unclean vocals. <laughs> there is unclean vocals. No, there. You just didn't play it. I know, but it would have been too long to play. How dare you? They even have a drop with uh, lots of unclean vocals in it. We will play a little bit of Dragon Sickness and hear a little bit of the unclean vocals we were just mentioning. Yes, sir. Yes, 
So maybe going in and out of the talking to the screaming, mm-hmm. maybe that's where Chris heard the Asking Alexandria because they were very good at doing that on their first album. So that might yeah, be... that's what I meant. Okay. Well, there we go. Then maybe that's okay. But other than that, I don't hear anything like Asking Alexandria. For sure. Once again, I think it's a very good album. I just, now I compare everything to Vesta Collide <laughs> with New Obsession. So it's very hard for me to say that I loved it, but I very much enjoyed it. I will be listening to it more. I think Johnny Frank did a great job on the producing. And I think that they have a future ahead of them. And I'm looking forward to hearing what they have next. Yeah, same here for sure. So that is Villain of the Story, Wrapped in Vines, Covered in Thorns on Stay Sick Recordings. So next up, we have Within the Ruins, Halfway Human, on E1 Music slash Good Fight Records. Damn, son. Yep. I love this album. (laughs) I really did. It's like deathcore to metalcore, like a pretty good mix of both, and it's so fucking technically sound. Yes, no, same here. Uh, Every single song, it's like they don't, have it's like from the deathcore to metal to everything they touch every genre in our scene almost and they like excel like it's crazy like you fall in love with every song it's so heavy every single time i love the instrumental to every single song especially like it just gets like your heart shaking kind of thing like if you're playing it really loud and like every single song is just incredible almost yeah it's so different like you said they do just tread on different genres and mix Mm -hmm. them all together and they added clean vocals to some tracks but they did it in the right way they did it in a way where suicide silence should take note that that's (laughs) how you add clean vocals to something that doesn't normally have clean vocals you don't forget how to play your instruments and then make (laughs) shitty music you don't do colder world you know you don't do that hey come on you know we're leaving that in 2016 well, no, it's now Colder World. <laughs> Colder <laughs> World is Suicide Silence. I just don't want to say self-titled all the time. Ugh. So yeah, man, I was blown away by how good this album was. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's like you said, they just touch every single genre and kill it. And even to throw in the clean vocals on certain songs, you can tell they're not forced. Like they were perfectly placed in there to where they didn't seem formulaic or anything. I mean, they just nailed every song with the whole formula that Within the Ruins does. I don't know how they do it, but they know how to sound different. Every single song, every single album, just incredible. They really do. And this was the band I was mentioning before who has an instrumental track. It's called Ataxia 4. Mm -hmm. But the instrumentals are so crazy on it that it makes you actually want to listen to it instead (laughs) of skipping it. But there are no vocals on that. Instrumental bands should take notes from this. I don't know. It's still tough for me to listen to instrumental bands. <laughs> I have to connect through lyrics. I have to. I, I'm sure you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jackson. What track would you like people to hear? I think I'm going to go with Beautiful Agony. Destroying the 
you know, they're from Mass, and I have still never seen them live. Really? I don't know how it's possible. I've seen hundreds upon hundreds of bands, and I still have not seen Within the Ruins. I can only imagine a Within the Ruins show. Especially after that album. I would certainly love to see it. Yeah, this is an album that they have to take a bunch of the songs from this one and play it live, not just in like one or two new ones, you know? I would certainly imagine so. Anything else you want to say about this album? Just check it out, guys. If you never heard it within the ruins, this should be your starter. I mean, this will really get you going. Yeah, you just have to listen to how amazing everyone plays their instruments, like every single thing. Like You can hear so much bass in it. You can hear the percussion. The guitar work is amazing, plus the add-on the vocals, too. And it's just a perfect package of deathcore and metalcore and tons of stuff in between. Yeah, no, I agree. You could tell they put a lot of work into every single aspect of this thing. So once again, that's Within the Ruins, Halfway Human, on E1 Music slash Good Fight Records. So Redeem Revive, another Stay Sick recording band, released an album called Free Minds. Ian, what did you think of this? Fucking love this album. Really? It's like one of my favorites. Yeah. I am a mark for post-hardcore. Yeah. No, yes, you are. And this sounds so classic post-hardcore with a little bit of life added to it. And I really, really liked it. Like It reminded me a lot of the band Signal the Escape. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of feel to it where, sure, every once in a while a post-hardcore band kind of goes into some metalcore, you know, right. every once in a while. But this album really limited that. And I like that a lot. This is also a band who I believe only had one EP before and it was in like 2014. Thank you. So this is another debut full-length album, and I think they really knocked it out of the park. I agree with you. And again, everybody, Ian is a huge fan of like the emo style of music. <laughs> Without being emo himself, he loves his good old emo fix. And Screamo. But, yes, and Screamo, of course. But again, another Stay Sick Recordings great album. I've never heard of Redeem Revive before, and... This album really got me going with them. This is definitely something that'll make me want to keep up with them. And again, just another solid release for Stay Sick Recordings. Everyone has to check this one out. Dual vocals again, cleans and uncleans work out really, really well. It's catchy. Like That's the other thing, too, is they really get you with the chorus. Because it's not just all uncleans and then you go into the chorus, which is cleans. Post-hardcore is supposed to be a different formulation than that it's supposed to work off of a different formula so i think they do that correctly and then there are the sing-along choruses and there's chanting and it just has everything that's supposed to be in a good post-hardcore album i agree so how about we play a little bit of omen let's do it that was actually my favorite one so bam bam Yeah. 
I wanted to leave it to continue to play. <laughs> I, I was expecting a damn son at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> that track was a little bit more on the metalcore side, but yeah. in general, though, they switch around a lot and it is definitely more on the post-hardcore side. But I, yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. I was very happy. I didn't know this band, especially only really having, from what I could find, an EP in 2014. That's three years without releasing anything. So it's no surprise that we didn't really know of them. So I'm just glad that they came out swinging on this first album and really made one that connected to me. And now I'm going to be looking out for more stuff. And I'd love to see them live as well. Yeah, no, and just for this to be a first album, like it really is something special when someone releases their very first album and it's this good and it sounds this professional and mixed well as this one was. I mean, this is a great first release on any level for any band. This was this was great. So once again, this was Redeem Revive Free Minds on Stay Sick Recordings. You know what sound that is, people. I'm already hurting. <laughs> I'm already hurting. I feel pains. Because I don't. <laughs> Thank you, Frankie. I needed that. <laughs> oh, man. Is he just going to keep on barging in? Yes. Oh, yes, he is. Son yes, he is. There is no doubt about that. The critics and comments, the press and the nonsense, the fans who feel cheated and venues I damage, the people who left me and want to wipe in it. Fuck it, I'm done, I've got one thing to say. It's time for a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a fucking a mirror. Or as Ty has lovingly put, Glass Cloud featuring. Frankie Palmer. Yeah. Or is it Palmieri? I don't even know. Who knows? It doesn't matter. We'll say featuring Frankie because that's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his name is. (laughs) Wow. What an old joke, but it still works. So anyways, their new album's title is Look at Yourself and they are on Sharp Tone Records. Now, I know a lot of people have been waiting for us to talk about this and to go through everything. So why don't we do it, man? I mean, I guess it is part of our job. It's really hard to attack this beast or whatever the hell this thing is. Flag of the. Oh, God. (laughs) I I went, okay, look, I stayed up till 10 o'clock, which isn't much, but I remember I was, as soon as 10 o'clock hit in Texas, that's when all the albums released. So I was waiting to listen to this one first. I knew how bad that Amir is at this point, (laughs) but I still. Just wanted to confirm myself before I went to bed that this album was going to be shit. So I heard every single song again and again <laughs> and again. I don't know how I did it, but I did do it. And it's just, it's it's what I expected. And I'm assuming it's what Ian expected too. It's just the same nonsensical bullshit <laughs> songs that make absolute no sense. It's just another pissed off guy was tired of people bullying him and picking on him wah fucking wah i mean i just didn't enjoy it it's it's the same crap as the singles man it really is it's it's nothing new it, it's a mirror you heard his feelings man yeah yeah <laughs> what was funny was i did not hear any buzz on this album whatsoever 
None at all. Because we look for this stuff. We're, you know, part of the scene. We are the scene. Yeah, of course. We fucking own this thing. And I didn't see anything. Like, I saw, I think maybe, like, We Are Triumphant put a link to the new album, if I'm not mistaken. And that was it. (laughs) I didn't see anything else on this. No interviews, no nothing, no Frankie saying this is the best fucking shit album I ever made, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, nothing. So I'm not sure what happened. I know he is in the new AP. They did do a review for this album, which I didn't read. I just looked at the star rating. Do you want to know what the star rating is? Yes, please. Sorry. Enlighten me. Spoiler alerts for anyone who hasn't looked at the new AP yet. But I just got in the mail today, and it got three and a half stars. Because, of course... For AP, that's actually bad. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. For AP, it's bad because they're never going to give anything below two. And I don't even know if they ever go below three. Three, I've never seen below three. Three probably would have been the worst. Yeah. For them, anyways. For sure. I, I've never seen AP give anything below three. They always give people a four. If it's an incredible, fantastic album, it gets the five. Or four and a half. Because yeah. it's rare for a five. It has to be someone who they know people will light their building on fire. Like if <laughs> My Chemical Romance puts an album out, like all of a sudden, there's no way that's not getting a five. Exactly. Black Veil Brides, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Andy course. Black. MGK. Yeah, MGK, yes, of course. <laughs> but yeah. Fucking if and and if like if it's a good album on our standards, like a decent good album to us, they give it a four. Right. Anything below a four to AP is our holy shit. I can't believe this is the thing. We hate this album. <laughs> I would assume so, yes. And look, I did really want to do some kind of a character. Where I came on here saying that this was fucking great and stuff. But I'm just going to shoot everyone straight the way I always do for this one. I don't even know what you call this. Is this metalcore? No, I have no idea. It's, but it's, it's labeled metalcore. I call it yellcore. They're just like yelling and, and playing instruments while it's going on. Well, he also raps in it too. Yeah. So I That's don't know a, what... I it, mean, I guess. I wouldn't even call it rap. I don't know what it is. It's just jibber-jabber. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's jibber-jabber-core then. Because I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> I it's, like it. What I would at least say, too, at least for people who, for some reason, like us, have to listen to it, it's only 31 minutes. Oh, yeah. So it's not the worst thing. Most tracks are only two minutes themselves, and then there's like a couple that are like a little over three, but that's very rare. So at least there's that. You have some silver lining, but there's really no reason to listen to this album. Come on, let's not kid ourselves. There's really not a whole lot to listen to here. Everyone already knows that Josh Travis is great. And it's so funny, too. When did that happen that every single person knows that Josh Travis is great? I don't know. That's like the new you have to say kind of thing. You know what it is? He's the new West Borland. <laughs> Seriously. Remember, no one would give anyone in Limp Biscuit any credit for anything unless you talk bad about West Borland and then people freak the fuck out. Like, he was always known as a super nice guy who was really, really talented, who could play, like, any genre of music, and he just happened to be in a shitty band. Like, that's what it was. That's what Josh Travis is. And I've seen him live multiple times with Glass Cloud. He's the reason why people go out to watch. He's energetic. He's playing, like, a seven or an eight or a nine-string guitar at this point. Like, I don't even know what it is. It's nuts to watch him play. He's super talented. Unfortunately, he's in a mirror. And I don't even know why. I, I feel like he should just haul ass. I mean, this band. Money, man. Money. It's got to be yeah. money. 
That's Money the, talks. That's the only reason. And I'm not trying to put him down. It's just why would you turn down the huge tours? And Amur has been around for a long time, surprisingly enough. I know we all joke around, but they have been around for a long time. So they get that guaranteed money. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of people that listen to them on a regular basis, which is insane. I don't know what's wrong with those people, but it does happen. It does definitely happen. So it's just very tough. And, you know, Ty has also said for this one, because he listened to this album as well, you can just go back and listen to Old Glass Cloud. And you're going to hear that Josh Travis is just doing the things he does, which is fine. I don't hate the music. This is probably the first time, and I'm completely honest here, it's probably the first time for an Amur album that I'm like, oh, I can actually hear distinct differences between things. It's not just chugging the entire time. True. I blame Frankie for that. I blame Frankie for all the past albums because that's what he said. He said he was in charge of everything. Yeah, he he will tell you that every that you know he the band is called Amur, but he will tell you that it's his band and this is all his doing. And I mean, he probably writes everything. Apparently, if you ask Frankie, I mean, the fucking band should not even be called Amur; it should be called Frankie. Should be called Frankie and the Amurs. Frankie and the Amurs, yeah. You know, it's just funny, though. You can hear that Josh is in charge of the music, it seems. But, of course, Frankie's writing all the lyrics. Sadly, yes. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, come on. The first track is like a minute something. And the first thing that's said is, get the fuck up and then move. It's like, how cliche is that? You're a mirror and you've been around for a super long time. Like, you couldn't think of something better to start your fucking album with instead of cliches? Of course not, Ian. Did you really expect much from him? He's He's everywhere. He's in my house again. (laughs) I don't think he gives a fuck. And that's a whole song, by the way. I took that just from the song where he says that over and over again. And we get it, man. You want your attention and you don't give a fuck and you don't care what people think. And that's fucking great. I can't imagine that this album sold well. I can't imagine. I haven't seen, you know, any numbers or anything, but I have trouble believing that it did well. Yeah, same here. I mean, and statistically speaking, there's nothing to chew on here. This album is 13 songs long. Usually that's a lot for the yeah. metalcore scene, but when every song is a minute to two and a half minutes long, I mean, what the hell? Like, what are you listening to? It's almost like they're not even songs. Yeah. For a 13-song album to be only 31 minutes, that's insane. Yeah, there was nothing to latch on here. Like, it's a mix of deathcore growls and Limp Biscuit rap. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And I, I say Limp Biscuit not to make fun of them. I say it because Frankie sounds like Fred Durst. And he I does. know I'm not the first one to say that. I'm not ripping anyone off. I'm listening to the fucking album, and that's what he sounds like. There's nothing else you can say about it. So it's just like... You, I was looking through, I was for anything. Like the only thing I saw that I could also make fun of was that in the Call Me song that he had, he said he has no time for clones. Oh, gosh. And it's like, come on, dude. Really? Who's fucking Chill. trying to make your album? Like no yeah. one's cloning a mirror. Sorry, it's not happening. Like there's too much good music out there for anyone to clone you. This to me is colder world. I was going to save this for the end. But you brought it up, and this is a free-flowing conversation. I would rather listen to this than listen to Cold World or Suicide Silence's self-titled. Absolutely. Really? This is better 
there's more talent in this album because of Josh than the Suicide Silence self-titled. How can you dispute that? Because to me, in the Suicide Silence album, there was one song that I liked. On this on this Amir album, Conformity. there is not even one song that I like. No, not <laughs> even though that song is okay to me. But to me, the song "Silence" is the best song on the Suicide Silence album. I like that song. When I listen to the Amir album, I can't say, "Hey, this is a horrible album," but I like this one song. I I can't do that. To me, every single song is awful. In the Suicide Silence album, I actually liked a song and. I kind of liked other ones, even though it wasn't good. Like it was an awful album. You know, it's not a success when you're talking about an album and you say, hey, yeah, I enjoy one song off of it. You know what I mean? So if I had to do like a checklist or something, I thought that every single thing that Suicide Silence did was terrible. All right. So lyrically, it was terrible. Vocally, it was terrible. And it wasn't, you know, you can go back and listen. It's not because they moved to clean vocals. I was actually looking forward to seeing that. It was because they forgot how to sing. So there was that part. Then they also forgot how to play their instruments. So then there was that. Plus, being a longer album actually made it worse to have to (laughs) listen to it. Conformity was over five minutes long, and it was almost six minutes long. So here, the way I think of it is, at least I know that Josh Travis is playing guitar well and doing something that requires talent. And Frankie is at least switching up his vocals to different styles. And even though I think his rapping is shit, and even though I think his is shit, (laughs) there are times where he goes into long metalcore mids in uncleans that works and if he did more of that and he switched into unclean vocals while he was doing that that might give them some type of a flavor that would be better but that's why even this one being 31 minutes i would rather listen to this album than listen to cold world or self-titled by suicide silence oh no i can't i i can get through cold world and i can kind of get through the suicide silence album i was listening to this and i was just like man there is nothing i i felt like i was listening to nothing when every single song just flies by oh yeah and you like you can't go into a song like i like let's say you told me which is their best track even if they're all crap which is their best one i don't know because they're just all i mean there are eps that are longer than this album what i don't want to do on this one is i actually don't want to play any of your so we're not, we're not going I didn't to, think we were. <laughs> but I was trying to think of tracks that might be standouts. Really, I think their standout track is Flag of the Beast. It is. 100%. I think that's, that's the only one that sounds different. But even then, I still hate the song. But no, it does I, sound different than usual Amir. Right. And I think that's what they had to do was be different to be better. But they're not going to do that because Frankie is in charge of the band. So all I can say is I'm being honest with myself. If you gave me those three albums to listen to, I would rather listen to this one. And it's mostly because you would get it over with quicker. That's really the honest opinion. But we really built this up as something that we were going to completely smash. But I hated the Suicide Silence album way more than this because at least we had Josh playing guitar. No, there's no saving for me. I, I thought this was awful. I mean, every single, uh, I, I still, I keep wanting to say every single song. They're not songs to me. They're just, 
points in time where they played a couple instruments and screamed a little. These are sequences. Like, it's just off. I, I really couldn't enjoy this album for one second. I understand, man. I'm not saying you should have, because I <laughs> certainly didn't either. The only enjoyment I got out of this was knowing that he failed again. Yeah, I no, think- same here. I loved hating this album because I couldn't wait to talk about it on the show, how much I didn't like this album. And of course, Frankie, if he hears us, he's like, yeah, man, I love it when people hate me. And my shit. And it's like, well, hey, whatever. Yeah, I do hate it. If that tickles your pickle, then good for you, bud. (laughs) Golly, he's fucking He does. If he writes about it, he does. If he dedicates almost a whole entire album to the um, quote-unquote haters or whatever the fuck, right? then he gives a shit. And by I the mean, way, if you're going to waste an album on it, then you care enough. He does not get to take the haters away from us. Our audience are the haters. So He's in our scene. Yeah, that's right. We are the scene. Exactly. He should still come on the show at some point. We can yeah. talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a plug whore right now. I'll give him what he wants. Yeah, no, I I love talking about bad music sometimes. Yeah, look, the only way I think of this is you're going to listen to it and laugh and be like, ha, 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 I can't believe that someone thinks that this is good. So knock yourself out and listen to this. I'd be surprised if anyone bought it, but you can go listen to it. It's a mirror. Look at yourself on Sharp Tone Records. Poor Sharp Tone. What have they gotten themselves into? (laughs) Brand new label starting off with that. Come on now. Yeah, that wasn't very good. So, Ian... We're going to finish it off with the best thing we've got, right? I think so. I agree. Not that it's so, a competition or anything. <laughs> well, Ian, I have something to tell you, which you already knew. Versus released a new album called The Cardinal, and this is off Revival Recordings. Quickly do your shameless plug, and let's talk about this amazing <laughs> album. I was going to wait to the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have talked about this album. We have played the singles on the show. We were super excited for it. And I guess the question to you, Jackson, right off the bat is were you disappointed? No. Heavens no. This was a killer album. I loved it. Me too. It was very open. It was very honest. It was brutally honest. It very really raw and brutal. Yeah. Really tackled a lot. And yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, they would probably be put into the category of new metal slash progressive rock mm-hmm. somewhere in that area. But yeah, very personal album. I loved the pitch screaming that Joe does for the unclean vocals. I think their clean vocalist is very good as well. I think they do a very good mix back and forth. And this is just a heavy, hard-hitting album that kind of harkens back to some of the old-school stuff, but also has that new flair to it that makes it really interesting to be listened to now. Yeah, this is something that makes things fresh. I mean, again, this is a Revival Recordings album, and... I mean, Revival Recordings never fails. Everything they've been putting out is incredible, and it's not the same formula to everything they put out. Versus with this album, just killed it. Every single song, and like Ian said, it's like a progressive rock kind of thing, but it's the heaviest side of progressive rock mm-hmm. that you could think of. And you know, their lyrics are not just generic lyrics. Like this stuff hits home. Like they really make you feel what they're coming from and i mean they just nail every song they even have a piano ballad yeah come with on unclean now. vocals yeah it's crazy <laughs> and this is the plug that jackson was talking about but obviously for people that know the show i did have a conversation with joe the unclean vocalist for verses 
and you can hear that on Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Unfortunately, Joe had pneumonia, but he mm-hmm. powered through it, and we had a great talk about his backstory as well as the Cardinal and how important it is that they get this message out to everyone. And I did pre-order the album, and I got handwritten lyrics that are being sent to me as well because I pre-ordered the album. So I'm excited. I think that's a nice, unique thing that bands can do now. I like the idea of handwritten lyrics compared to other merch bundle stuff. Oh, yeah, I agree. That's really, really special. But yeah, maybe... Maybe we sucked a little wind out of the out of the sails by doing a mirror before this. Yeah. But it's hard to really say how great this album is without people really listening to it. Because mm-hmm. I think you connect a lot emotionally with the lyrics and you connect with the passion that's in this album. What's your favorite track on the album? Mm, I know we've talked about it on the show, but my favorite is probably Stoneheart. All right, since we already played that. Yeah, see, that's I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Let's do Zigzag. do love that pit scream damn son damn son steal my (laughs) lines motherfucker damn it man so aggressive again (laughs) i was listening to jock rock in mirror i'm like (laughs) oh shit no yeah but no kidding i mean just the vocal range that that guy had you could tell that he is really pushing it but not to where it sounds like he's hit the top and it's like not coming out right like he is really pushing his vocal range, but nailing it. I mean, great vocals on this whole album. I totally agree, man. Yeah, everyone, I really do think you should go pick up this album. Give it a listen. Go see them live. That's what I'm looking forward to as well. I'm hoping they come around here so I can finally see them live. But once again, Versus killing it. Revival Recordings killing it. We'll be talking about Charlatan you know, next week because they're going to have a new single out, and then their new album comes out in April as well. So we've got a lot to talk about with them. But yeah, I was blown away by this album. I connect a lot with the lyrics. I connect a lot with the passion, and I think that's the big thing in this album. No, yeah, I mean, it's just an incredible album. Everyone really has to check this one out. So once again, it is Versus the Cardinal on Revival Recordings. All right, Jackson, that ends our favorite part of the show. 
I think now it's time for some new songs. Let's do it. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Oh, yeah. Einstein. You do that all the time, too. I love it. All right, we have a shit ton of songs to do, so let's go through these. So Motionless and White released a new song called Loud Fucking, and it's going to be on Graveyard Shifts on May 5th, and it's going to be on Roadrunner Records. And Ian, I don't know if you want to play a track of you know, play a little sample of it first. I'll play a track of it. <laughs> fuck off me. <laughs> Jackson. Ian. You go, man, because you're the one who has an issue. I don't like the song. Why not? I was super disappointed when I heard it. I got so excited when I saw that they released a new song, and I've never clicked a link so fast in my life. And I was hearing it, and I was just like, man, come on. I I don't know what it is. This isn't something that I expected on the new album, I guess. It's just, it let me down coming from, you know, 570 and, uh, and eternally yours and everything after hearing this i was like man this i don't know i just didn't like it i really didn't enjoy it did you think that they were going to change their sound so much so i mean this is that marilyn manson sound that they started with infamous and then reincarnate so you couldn't have thought that it was going to completely disappear no I, but i don't know it's, it's just this one especially though because like i liked a lot of the songs on reincarnate and they were in this you know sort of fashion but I just, something about this one, I just couldn't connect to it at all. I don't know. Look, to me, it sounds a lot like Mob Scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Marilyn Manson fan. So I've always liked that they kind of did that mix of Manson and Metalcore. So right now, the way I look at it is there's been three singles. And 66% of them are, you know, Metalcore, Goth, Metalcore, whatever you want to call them. And I like both of them. And then now you've got this track. And I like this track, too. As soon as this came out, I pre-ordered my album. So As soon as this came out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is when you were actually pre-ordering. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I already have my album pre-ordered. So I'm hoping I enjoy it. I like this track. I have nothing against it. Well, good for you. I wish I could like it, man. I, I well, really good do, for you. I love Motionless and White. <laughs> Obviously not as much as me. Oh, damn. Damn. It's a competition now? Yes, it is. Some bitch. Oh, God. That's oh my god. Damn it, Frankie. <laughs> he won't leave. Skid out. So next, let's go on to a band called Currents and their new track, Night Terrors. Apparently, Ty has known their lead guitarist Chris for a long time. He's played with My Ticket Home and Ice Nine Kills and a whole bunch of things. So this is his new project. And he's happy to share this with us. So let's check out 
Night Terrors. What did you think, Ben? I actually really did enjoy that song. I thought it was really good. I liked it too. I just wasn't sure I heard anything that made it really stand out. The Vesca Collide benchmark. <laughs> no, I am looking forward to hearing what else they have. It's just this track didn't really stand out to me, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I gotcha. I, I just really, really enjoyed the unclean vocals in this. I can understand that. Next up, we got Nothing Left. Remember, this is one of those super groups with a lot of members from For Today, and I can't remember the rest for Silent I'm Planet. I'm sure Ian knows because he knows everything. <laughs> for Today, Silent Planet, A Bullet for Pretty Boy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, so they released a new song called Hands of Death, and this is actually my favorite one of all the songs they released so far. Those two songs? Far. What? This is the second song. <laughs> I thought they've done three. No. Are you sure? Yep. A hundred percent. hundred percent sure. Well, then this is definitely my favorite of the <laughs> far two. Far and away. Best of the two. All right. Well, By far, best of the two. Let's play a little bit of Hands of Death. Yeah. That is a damn good song. I really enjoyed that one. Super heavy. I got a question for you, though, Jackson. Hit me. Why does everything have to be so heavy? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, we're not going to play it because I can't believe that Linkin Park comes up on every fucking episode now. But if you remember the band From Inside from Liverpool, UK... They had that new EP, New Era, I believe, that we gave a very good review to earlier on in the year. Yes. They have a brand new cover of Heavy by Linkin Park. Oh, gosh. But we're not going to listen to it because we've done too many (laughs) of those. But it's not bad, and they made it their own. Right. So, obviously, a band that's talented like that can do something like that. I just can't believe we're talking about Linkin Park again. I know, I know. (laughs) I apologize. But How dare you bring it into our discussion? I did really like this track by Nothing Left. Once again, I like their first track as well, so I enjoyed this one, and I'm looking forward to their new EP. It's called Destroy and Rebuild, and it comes out on April 21st on Face Down Records. I am very much looking forward to that. Yep, same here. 
All right, let's move on. This is kind of funny that we're going over this right now. But the anti-Amur Lakeshore <laughs> have their brand new track, History, out. And their new EP entitled 41 comes out sometime this month, but they haven't officially announced the date yet. Very interesting. So we'll see what happens with that. But History is much, much different. The reason why we say anti-Amur is because the brothers that were in Amur and helped create it, they are in Lakeshore. Doing much better things, obviously. Much, much better things. Yeah, 10 times better. So let's take a listen to History. vocals that this band has i mean and they by the way this song is super catchy i couldn't stop listening to this track once it released i mean every single time i heard it i was just like damn this is really good and thank god that those (laughs) that they left the mirror and actually started something that's worth something in this scene i agree man i like that track a lot and apparently that song is about a mirror and really? leaving everything behind. Yeah, if you read the lyrics, you can kind of tell. In the music video, it looks more like a relationship, you know, with someone. Exactly. But That's technically, I mean, it is a relationship. A band is being in a relationship. Not with Amir, though. That's a very <laughs> abusive relationship, oh. if, if it is a relationship. Oh, man. You got, you're always taking it to a dark place there, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it goes with Amir. I can't talk about them in a light sort of sense. That is true. Well, look, we'll be talking about the EP 41 coming up very soon for sure. So make sure to check out History by Lakeshore. Please do. It is a banger. All right. Next up, we have a band. Now, we're actually going to have a bunch of bands that you may never have heard of. But they are good tracks. So that's why we're going to go ahead and play them now. So first one up is a band called Jump for the Sales. They have a new track called X Marks the Spot. And apparently a new record called Astoria that's coming out March 24th on Manic Cat Records. Ty has seen these guys play before and said they're pretty good guys. And let's take a listen to this track. Let's do it.
So to me, they sound a little like possibly early post-hardcore screamo in their tone, but with punk sounding vocals. Yeah, and I don't know what it was, but it was really catchy and it sounded like really old fashioned kind of punk. Yes. But in a much more catchier, fresh kind of way. Like, I don't really know how to explain what they did with this track. It was just fresh and really catchy. It was like modern punk. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, I'm interested enough. I mean, they caught my attention with this track. That's for sure. No, oh, yeah. Same here. I can't wait for new stuff if it's going to continue like this. Next up, Ian's one of Ian's favorite bands, Dead by April, released a song called Warrior. Ian, play this, and I want to hear you talk about how much you enjoyed this because I already know you did. I'm going to sing along with it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, everyone's pissed because I brought it down during the chorus. I know it. (laughs) Look, I know Dead by April follows a formula, but it's a formula that they invented and they fucking do it right. And every single they ever released off of this new upcoming album has been awesome and has gotten me completely pumped up. So I am very excited for this. Yeah, same here. And see, the thing with Dead by April is that every single track they release, no matter how formulaic it is to their own thing that they created, what I love about their music is how much energy they bring to every single song. Like, they always seem like they're just, like, going crazy while performing their songs. I mean, I I just love the energy that this band brings. No, absolutely, man. I completely agree with you. And their new album, Worlds Collide, is coming out, I believe, in April, if I'm not mistaken. That would be funny. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it is coming out in April. But we will definitely be talking about it on the show. But I have really enjoyed all three singles so far, so this is looking like a good album to me. Yeah, no, same here. All right, moving on to the band The Fallen Prodigy. Now, we have brought them up on the show before. What I also like about this new track, Composure, that they just put out, is it features a Miss Lauren Babick, of the band Red Handed Denial, who was a previous Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition guest, and that makes her a friend of the show. Exactly, which makes, <laughs> which means that this track has to be good. Of course it is. It has Lauren in it. Here's Composure.
I did not want to turn that off. <laughs> Fucking Lori Bavick, dude. She is so good. I mean, the whole band, The Fallen Prodigy, too. I mean, those were two front women holding that entire track down. Yeah. Incredible. Crazy. And you hear that guitar and the drums. Like, they got their shit locked. Like, this is really good. I just don't know if they have a new album coming out. They seem to only put out singles. Yeah, and there definitely hasn't been any talk about it, which is weird. But, I mean... If we're just referring to singles here, and especially this one, I mean, I fell in love with this track. I mean, and again, this is two female-fronted bands here, and they just absolutely destroy. They really do, man. So yeah, make sure you listen to Composure by The Fallen Prodigy featuring Lauren Babick of Red-Handed Denial. So Daisy Head. Now, I've never heard of this band, and I think this is the one we were referring to earlier. we got a couple bands up. Like the rest of, of them until the end. <laughs> Daisy Head released a song called Don't Feel Bad, and this is going to be on the In Case You Missed It album, which is coming out April 28th on No Sleep Records. Ian, play that shit. Sounds like Emo's making a comeback, baby. Ooh. Oh, gosh. That's oh, yeah. all Ian for you. <laughs> I liked it, man. I like old school Emo, modern Emo now. It is a good track, though. I'll give you that. If Emo's coming back, if it's going to come back like this, then, hey, I'm all aboard. I mean, because this is really a good song, and I can't wait for that album, because if it's going in this direction, then I'm really excited for it. Same here, man. We'll definitely be checking it out. Full show. All right. We're running through these because we got, like, so many songs. <laughs> We're mowing them down. But hey, this is all you really need from new songs is to know who the band is and go listen to them for yourself. Yeah, and then of course you make your own opinion off of the you know no. the samples that we put. No, no. You only listen to our opinions and you take them. <laughs> That's all you do. That's why we have the show. You know better. It's us and us only. How dare I go into that? Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> so next band is Blood Youth with Making Waves. Their debut album, Beyond Repair, comes out on April 7th on Rude Records. Let's take a listen. Crush me, they burn me. Red, I'll drag this poison. Red, I'll burn, we'll forget. I'm just an 
break down, motherfucker. <laughs> I love this track. Do you really? Yes, I really do. Well, then you're not going to like what I'm about to say. I'm going to cut your mic. <laughs> <laughs> look, it you was look. a decent track, I guess. I, I thought the chorus was pretty catchy, but other than that, nothing stood out to me. You didn't like the unclean vocals? Not that much. I don't know what it was. I, it just didn't stand out to me. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, like we said, to each their own, but I will be looking forward to that new album. Hey, I'm looking forward to new music always. I'll be looking forward to the new album. Sure, but I mean, just sure. off this track, it was catchy, but I mean, it's just, eh, it was eh. So now we listen to a band from France that only mm. has one single out. Their name is Resolve. And they have a brand new track called Exposed. that do anything for you motherfucker yes asshole <laughs> i enjoyed the shit out of this song good i am glad to hear that i wonder if they will release anything else i hope they do because like it, i don't know I, I really like like the vibe that they had especially like starting off the track like they kind of put you they had this like sort of specific ambiance kind of thing going on in the background mm-hmm. and i loved it and i really like the instrumental going on here yeah me too i didn't want to stop playing it either But that happens, and we got to move on because we have a ton of fucking stuff. So the next band is called Inaya. I believe is how you say it. I'm going to spell this motherfucker out for you. (laughs) Spell that motherfucker out. It's E-N-A-Y-A. And the reason why I'm spelling it out is because if you search music and you forget that A, it's Enya. And you do not want to make that mistake. (laughs) Enya. You don't want to be listening to any Enya. So it's E-N-A-Y-A. And they have a brand new track called Chance to Change. They're a brand new band on Urban Yeti Records. And I'm not sure if they have a new album coming out, but this track is damn good. So let's give it a listen. Oh, 
damn good song, in my opinion. I agree, man. And I think they sound a little like Migosh. They do. They, they really do. I, and I got that same vibe when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this sounds like somebody. And then after like, I think mid song, I was like, that's fucking, it sounds like Migosh. But they know how to, you know, it's not like a carbon copy or anything. No, no, it's no. just, it's really just the vocal style that makes you think of Migosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instrumentally, like the way they're playing the background stuff is very similar as well. Yeah, it, it, it can be at times, but I mean, it's a really good song. You know, I, I hate to tell a really good song or band whenever they sound like someone else, because I feel like it could sometimes be demeaning, but it really isn't in this case, because this was a damn good song. I mean, that's what AP does underneath a track or a story, what the band that they're talking about sounds like, because a lot of times that's the way people get new listeners. So Exactly. So next up, we have a little story here, but it's the band called Bad Case, and they just put out their brand new track, Fool. And now they're on tour with Carnival Kings and Assuming We Survive and Abandoned by Bears, I believe, as well. So they're on a pretty cool tour right now. But they used to be called Bad Case of Big Mouth. And I've talked about them on the show before, but they've gone through a little rebranding. And let's play a little bit of Fool, and then I'll fill you in on some of the other stuff. What do you think, man? I like the new direction that they took, personally. Oh, yeah? oh, that's good. Basically, James, the guitarist of Bad Case, actually sent me the track. And we were talking, and when I listened to it, I got back to him with feedback. And the first thing that I noticed was they have definitely switched way over to pop punk compared to Easy Core, which is what they were doing before. For sure. And I enjoyed the easy core stuff. I like that case of Big Mouth, but I feel like this suits them better, honestly. And I didn't think I would say that till they did this, of course. Yeah, they but, had some lineup changes and everything that went on. So this makes sense. And that's exactly what he said, too. He said, I was absolutely right. They are moving way more towards the pop punk with the rebranding because that's what they feel comfortable with. And that's exactly what you were saying there. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's the way you make better music, of course, is, you know, you do what you're comfortable with, whether it's what you're going for in the first place or not, you got to do what's comfortable. And I feel like they found their sweet spot finally. Yeah, it's absolutely a possibility. So I recommend everyone take a listen to this. I'm sure they'll have an EP out at some point, maybe even another full length, but definitely check them out on that tour with Carnival Kings because that sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah, no, same here. That'd be a good one. So, Ian... Tiger Wine, and this is a band I've never heard of, actually. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Released a new song called Noseblood. 
take us into it, man. Okay, so I don't know if you feel this way, but when I heard this track, the first band that came into my head was Citizen. I hear that a little bit. That's what I was hearing a lot through this. And the vocals is very different, but the vocal style is kind of similar. And that's how I feel. Like the way they deliver the vocals in that sort of way. But other than that, it was actually a really, really good song. It's like really vibey. Like, you know, you play it, you know, kind of in like a nice little car ride. Like I actually enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, me too. Now, I've been a fan since their EP, Lull, came out in 2015. So I've been waiting for a full length for a while. And now they do have their new album coming out called Die With Your Tongue Out. And that comes out on April 14th on Blood and Ink Records. And yeah, I really liked that track. So I'm hoping the album is very similar because I think they've got something really good there. I agree. And what a name, Die With Your Tongue Out. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. You should see the picture for the music video and everything. Oh, shit. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you have to look that up. But yeah, definitely check out Tiger Wine. They're definitely going places. And I believe they're going out on tour either right now or very soon as well. Very nice. Next up, we have a new Joey Varela song. And if people remember, we did talk about him before. He is one of the lead vocalists for the band Varsity. But they're kind of working some stuff out so he seems to be taking more varsity songs and turning them into solo tracks so this track is called sex southeast exchange which doesn't sound as sexy (laughs) but um but um so let's take a listen So yeah, man, we know he's got a good voice. I'm not that impressed with the weird air horn stuff in it. Yeah, it's like a fucking Latin song. Like that was kind of the thing that came up when I was growing up. It's like the beginning to every like 
reggae Spanish song in Miami was like, nah, 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 like the right. air horn shit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so not really a fan of that, but vocally and music-wise, I think it's fine. Yeah, same, I mean, I just don't really get the whole thing of taking varsity songs and turning them into solos and just releasing them. And, I mean, it, it doesn't like give me too much interest in it, to be honest with you. Sure. He's got a good vocal range. I mean, I really do enjoy his vocals, but like, I just don't see the whole point, I guess. I mean, I guess it's to keep the name out there, right? Yeah, I guess. But yeah, there must be some big time shit going through and maybe Ty will have some more answers for us so we can go through that story on the air sometime. But yeah, it does seem a little strange. That's for sure. Yeah, because like, I don't know what it is, but I want to fully dive into something. And if it doesn't feel like there's a band going into this, but yet there's a band playing in the background while he's singing, it's just like, well, well, you know, like I can't define what this really is. And I, I just it kind of kills it for me when I'm listening to it. I don't know. It's just weird whenever I pull up the video and it's just that one guy singing into a mic and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just Joey. That's the whole thing. It's just him. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. All right. We made it all the way to the end here and we've got our final track. It's a brand new track from the Bunny the Bear. It's called I Am Free and it's a live video from their recent tour. So let's take a listen. So fucking good. I completely agree. I love fucking Bunny the Bear vocals. Yeah, man. And this is a very personal song, too, for them. It's about substance abuse as well. And they just kill it. They just fucking kill it, man. Yeah, no, the energy that they bring to the table when they create music is like just damn. I mean, and especially like they're not slowing down. Not at all. Their new album, The Way We Rust, comes out on March 17th on Needful Things Records, and I do have an announcement. (sighs) Matt Tybor, the bunny, is the next guest on Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Aw, shit. Yep, I got one of my favorite all-time bands and favorite vocalists to be on the show, so that is coming up soon. That is sick. It's pretty damn cool. I enjoyed the (laughs) conversation very, very much. And I am looking forward to the new album very, very much. Who isn't? So once again, that's The Bunny the Bear. The Way We Rust comes out March 17th. Pre-orders are available right now. And it's on Needful Things Records. Holy shit, Ian. We finished the long list of songs that we just endured. Are you still there? Are you alive? Are you good? 
I might be dead. <laughs> just, just might. It's a possibility. I don't know how we talk this long. <laughs> and we still have more to go. So yeah, how about, I was about to say, we still got stuff. How about we just get started? People are going to have to deal with us talking over each other and stuff too because we're having technical difficulties where we cannot see each other on Skype right now. Let's go on to some concert reviews. All right, Jackson. So I'm going to go through this quick. All right. Okay. So I was somehow able to make it to the third all-time punk rock karaoke that I have talked about twice before on the show. They do it maybe once every three to four months, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. So this was the biggest one they've had yet. Same venue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they certainly... I, I'm going to take a little credit for it. I'm going to take a little credit with the show because I promoted it so much. So I think that's why people showed up. They were like, is Ian going to sing? Is Ian going to sing? Now, unfortunately, I did not get to sing that night, which was Again. too bad. It's too bad because here's the deal. I walked in late into the first set. They did three full sets of you know, Taking Back Sunday, My Chemical Romance, Jimmy World. Like The list goes on. But for some reason, no Hawthorne Heights, no Finch, and no Senses Fail. Hmm. Very strange. But I walked in late. Because I was getting back from a trip, all the spots pretty much were taken. Plus, I got a little intimidated because I was like, wow, <laughs> there's a shit ton of people here. This is a live band. Like, it'd be a lot of fun, but I don't want to make a fool out of myself here. But I will say that probably this was the worst batch of singers that they've had all three times. Ah, oh, you should have went up then. Well, first of all, you don't have to say then. I'm actually a very good singer. I've been in bands. I'm actually. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You think this voice is only good for talking? That doesn't make any sense. How dare I assume such treacherous blasphemy? Exactly. I can definitely sing, but I do get nervous about getting up in front of people still when it's like a karaoke type thing. I don't know why. It's just something that happens. But it was the worst group of people. And. It was so bad. But look, but that's what's fun about karaoke is it really doesn't matter if it's amazing vocalists or not because you're just there having fun anyways, right? Exactly. I would actually think that bad vocalist makes it more fun. Yeah, sometimes it does. To me, it would make it more fun to laugh at the people singing their favorite emo songs up there. All right, so I'm going to tell this story. Oh, man, but I hope it doesn't catch on. You know sometimes when you give attention to something, like a mirror? And you don't want it to catch on. First off, and I know this is going to be a weird stat, but for some reason, for 90% of the songs, and that's three set lists of like 12 to 13 songs each, it was all women. And a lot of the women did not have the ability, obviously, to sing these songs. And that's not always the case, obviously. But there was two guys that got up to sing Weezer. And you know the lyric, Wrestle with Jimmy? Right wrestle with jimmy for say it ain't so yeah they got up and i'm not i'm guessing this was planned because they did seem like douchebags they just sang the entire song say it ain't so with wrestle with jimmy you know, like they just said it over and over yeah and did it to the music what the hell yeah no no they were the worst i wanted them dead 
Oh, I, well, see, yeah, no, that's not fun. <laughs> and I didn't want it to catch on because then some people started doing it in the crowd and made it like a thing. I don't want that to be a thing. I understand we were trying to have fun, but that was just being a dick for being a dick's sake. You know what I mean? I've never heard of that in my life. I, I hope that doesn't catch on either now yeah. that you say that. <laughs> I have never heard of that either. So that was just one thing that happened that I was like, holy shit, I would rather have bad vocalists go on, you know, bad singers go on then deal with that kind of thing. But like I said before, I will continue to go to these things because I think they're really interesting and fun. And I think they bring people together for a cool event, a cool, unique event, because I don't care about regular karaoke. Full band, punk rock, emo karaoke is fun. And if you're not doing that in your town or city, you should do that because that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I mean, just that right there sounds super sick. I mean... Just the opportunity to get to go up and play for a band to one of your favorite emo songs. And, you know, you don't have to be amazing at it or anything. It's just for fun. I mean, that's a great experience. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's drinking. You know, it's a good time. So, yeah, emo, pop, punk, karaoke. Go to it. So, Ian. So, Jackson. I went to the Everything Was Sound Tour. Ooh. With Side and Planets. Oh, yeah. Dayseeker. Oh, yeah. I'm throwing blanks here. Hail Ghost. the Sun and Ghost Key. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And holy shit, did I enjoy this show. As you should have. Now, problem. Uh-oh. I did not get to meet um, friends of the show, Austin, nor Garrett. Oh, geez. You're normally really good at that. Yeah, I always am. But this was a sold out show in Dallas. And I guess they just couldn't come out. Um, Garrett, this is the first time I've ever been to a Silent Planet show where I didn't meet Garrett. Right. And it's because I can tell that if he did step out there in public, it would have got bad. Uh, There was almost no walking room into this venue. It's a really small venue. And for it to be sold out, I mean, he wouldn't have been able to make it out alive. (laughs) I got you. So I understood it. Right. But other than that, the show was incredible. Ghost Key destroyed it. And they played a lot of new songs off the new album. Of course. Which I was really happy for. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. They played Solstice, um, Downpour. And playing Downpour to me was the highlight because it's like really like, you know, they're a heavy band. Yeah. But that's one of their heavier tracks off the new album. So to finish it with Downpour, I was like, damn, that's how you fucking end the show. Nice. Everyone was going nuts to Ghost Key. That's good to know. Yeah. Dude, that, that's that what album. I was most happy about. That album, if I don't make it, is fucking great. Yeah, I completely agree. And I really do think the crowd agreed too. And you know, sometimes newer bands, they go up and you're like, who here has ever heard of us? And you could tell not a lot of people have heard of them. Mm-hmm. But damn, did they get down to their music. So props to Ghost Key. They destroyed it. Very After cool. that came on Dayseeker. This mm-hmm. was the first time I've ever seen them live. And they have vocalist Rory Rodriguez, who did guest vocals on a Conviction song. Uh, Brother's Blood, I believe is what it's yeah. called. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite Conviction song. Yeah. And he has a really, really good voice. And the thing I was most excited of to see it live was to see if he could carry it live. And he sounds exactly the same in person, which I was really happy for. They killed it. That's great. Yeah, I like Dayseeker. Yeah. I, 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 oh, yeah. And they also played a new song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're working on, you know, a new album or something coming up if they're, you know, putting a new song out on tour. So I'd be really excited for that. And that's definitely something we're going to be looking forward to. Absolutely. After that came on Hail the Sun. Now, Hail the Sun, 
Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, they're like um, a heavier side of alternative, I guess you'd call it. Sure. Like, have have you heard Hail the Sun? Very briefly, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me from them. Yeah, same same with me. I mean, I listened to all their music before the show, you know, to really get to know them. I mean, they're not bad, but just nothing that sticks out. And it really kind of was a shame that they were the band before, you know, the last band. So that's when things kind of slowed down, especially since they were by far, you know, the least heavy band of the lineup. Right. But once they got off, there's this one band that came on called Silent Planet. And holy shit. Holy shit. They just absolutely destroyed that stage. There is something that happens whenever Garrett Russell and Silent Planet come up there on stage and make their you know perform their music for everybody everybody was so into it again they just let out all their emotion on stage they played a lot of new songs they played understanding love is lost i believe for the first time if i'm not mistaken oh very which cool. was really cool to hear live that's great man yeah i mean but there's nothing else really i could say to this just if you still have a chance to catch the everything and sound tour which I believe they have four or five dates left. You have to go to this. To me, this is one of the must-show goes of the year so far. You will enjoy the hell out of it. That's great, man. Yeah, I wish I could have made that tour, too. You should have, man. I was doing uh, Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone should definitely see that tour. There's no doubt about it. All right, especially because this episode is super long, we are not going to run through the huge list of tours that is out there. So just look up your favorite band, and they are most likely on tour. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you know that I have Knock Loose and Every Time I Die live this week. And then next week, I have Bring Me the Horizon, Under Oath, and Beartooth. Those are two really good shows. And then I think I have like three more shows, maybe five more shows coming up this month as well. What the hell? On top of those two. Yeah, it's weird. March is really packed full of shows. I actually think I'm forgetting some shows, so I have to put them in my calendar so that I don't pull an Emery again. I believe I have So What coming up. Really? It's that early? Yeah. No, it's for sure March. I just can't remember the day. That's cool then. So yeah, we have a lot of stuff we'll be going over soon. Yes, indeed. All right, another thing that we didn't do before is upcoming albums for March 10th. It looks like we've got, at least right now, Darkest Hour, Mallory Knox, Death Wish, Dead Ocean, Stories Through Storms, and then the ones that we didn't get to this week, which we might have to push some more because this is insane. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. (laughs) It's a fuck ton to talk about. But that's a good problem to have sometimes. Sometimes. We just have to stop chit-chatting all the time. And, (laughs) And on that note, Let's get to some breakdown from the past. All right, Jackson, no games. What do you got? This week, I got Monine or Monine. I I was never exactly (laughs) sure how to pronounce it. I'm pretty sure it's Monine, right? Probably, yeah. Have you heard of this band? No. Oh, you haven't. Well, Ian, let me enlighten you. They've released, I believe... Four to five albums. I don't remember the exact number, but they split around 2009. And they did a split album with the Lexus on Fire, which is definitely one of my past favorite bands. And I want everyone to hear a song called Tonight I Am Gone. Tonight I'm Gone. Because if you say I am, it won't show up. (laughs) Ah, shut up. Fuck you. 
Shut up. All right. You dick, bitch. Here's tonight. I am gone. So I do remember Monine. I had completely forgotten about this split EP. And then as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, yes, now I remember. Ah, uh, hey, that's the point of breakdown from the past, right? Jog everybody's memory up. It's very true. Good choice, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Hey. That was a compliment. I know. Crazy. I heard that. <laughs> you did. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. For my breakdown from the past, I went funny. Oh, gosh. Yep. I... <laughs> I just got on one of those tangents once again where I was just searching through all the related artists on Spotify and just went on this tangent going through and I found all of these old new metal bands like Stereo Mud and bands like that and I came across a band that I hadn't heard in forever and they are, in my opinion, just a funny, humorous band. One to have fun and go see at a show, you know, not to listen to the lyrics or really care that much about it. So the band I chose was a band called Primer 55. I've never heard of them, so I can't wait to see how humorous this is. Yeah, I think you'll see it. Here's their, probably their biggest track or one of their biggest tracks. I know they had one that was on a Fast and Furious soundtrack, so that was probably even bigger. But (laughs) this was the song that I heard first, and it's called Loose. That's what I say before I get in a fight. Ian, what the hell was that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever not liked one of your breakdown from the past. What is <laughs> up with you? That was the year 2000. <laughs> How dare you bring that onto our show? No, 
Here, no, no, no. Now you have to hear this song. It's called Super Freak Love. You ready for this? Oh. Ian. <laughs> was that supposed to be better or were you like trolling? No, I was, <laughs> I was definitely just joking around. Thank you. My gosh. Everyone's probably hearing this and they're like, Ian, Ian doesn't do this. It is like a full joke. I mean, it, it's, I, I don't think they have any actual like talent or anything. It was just literally, I was looking through it. I was like, holy shit. I remember this band. I have not heard them forever. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Breakdown from the past, baby. I guess that's what breakdown from the past is for. It doesn't have to be good or bad anymore. It's just, it's kind of like a conversation like, hey, remember that one thing that used to be a thing? Oh, man. That's what Ian just did. They were very popular. I'm going to start bringing on shitty bands now. No, that's not the point. (laughs) It's just sometimes (laughs) I just wanted to be silly. I got you. I had to switch it up a little bit. We'll let it slide. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. All right, man. (laughs) On that note... I think we're so punch drunk. I think it's time to end this bitch. You got anything to plug? Just thank everyone for listening. <laughs> I mean, you, you got out most of the plugs at the beginning. You did it as perfect and to the point as you can get it. I mean, just thank everyone for listening. Tell us how we're doing on social media. We love to hear that kind of stuff. That's right. Yep, it's the exact same thing as I said before. Well, first off, thank you, Jackson. Oh, no problem, Ian. Thank you for having me, bud. Thank you to all the haters out there. And yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. Just if you like the show, rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a review. Plus, if you want to support Ian Hates Music, follow all the links in the description of this episode. Like I said, we've got Ian Hates Conversation Edition recently with Joe from the band Versus who had the awesome album, The Cardinal, come out last week. We have an upcoming Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Matt Tybor, the bunny of the bunny, the bear. Their new album comes out March 17th. It's called The Way We Rust, and it comes out on Needful Things Records. That will hopefully be out soon, though I have to get four fucking shows out in the next like six hours so i have no idea how this is all gonna work out yeah it's bad something happened over the you know last few days or whatever and i wasn't able to do the things i normally do so my apologies to everyone but once again it is a free show so let's not get too upset at me for this but thank you all for listening thank you to everyone out there 
Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everybody. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. You're the wrong